Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello. Merry Christmas, everybody. Welcome to The Distraction. I'm Jeremy Lambert, joined by Joseph Holbert. Joseph, are you in a festive mood today? I look like it, don't I, Jeremy? Yeah. I look festive. I'm very excited. Um, should I ruin the immersion here immediately? Yes, I will. Merry Christmas, everyone. If you're wondering on why we have not reported directly on the passing of our friend, the fiend Bray Wyatt, I need you to take a step back, Okay. We are in we're in a different time here. Different it's a different different universe altogether, as Bray would probably like to put it. <laughs> we would have discussed anything worthwhile two days ago. If you normally skip the film reviews, do that. Okay? Because today, Jeremy, I'm told that as our sort of shared Santa Claus being that we have become here on this show, we are letting the people, the general public, the underneath talent that fills the stands every week, they're gonna ask questions, they're gonna make the format for our show. So I'm here to answer some, Jeremy. That's what we're here to do. We have not vetted these questions. We've not done any preparation work because preparation is for losers. Why would we do any of that? We're just going to go through and answer these questions, Joseph. I, I put out this tweet like uh, a week ago. Just be like, ask us some questions for our Q&A show that's going to run on Christmas Eve. Because hopefully right now what we're actually doing is like nothing, spending time with family. And while everyone, hopefully everyone else is spending time with family and not watching this show right now honestly. yeah i mean that's the one thing about this right is like it's it, i'm torn on this because the idea of someone being like i'm going to spend christmas eve with jeremy and joe is very touching it makes <laughs> me very happy but i also sense then your christmas is not going too well either way <laughs> they're going to try and give you the content so like here we are if you have a question why i have no clue but if you've sent it to jeremy well, i'll try my best to answer and solve jeremy now saying that when i say try my best Loose term, right? <laughs> no, no research, no idea what you're asking. So I will think. That's all I do. We always think on this show. We're, we're amazing thinkers, right? Last think week, on our feet all the time. Uh, to be quite honest, Jeremy, I thought last week's program was award-worthy. When we did like a 40-minute raw analysis and like medically went for each, that was incredible. We're a wrestling show sometimes. People forget that about us. Eh, sometimes. I remember last week's show from the, the, the DX bit and – Pulowski popping on. I don't remember the discussion we had outside of that. 
Do you not remember my 45-minute Drew McIntyre monologue? No, nah, because then Drew won a TLC, and so I was just like, yeah, they're just having Drew as the champ still. But, but while he did win a TLC, big loss on Monday night when Clown Alexa returned and just they put the title on her. She spiked him with that DDT, right? Yeah. Oh, my. What a moment. <laughs> Incredible scenes. I'm glad you reminded me of that. Yeah. See, that's, I'm glad we spoke about it in depth on Tuesday because that was quite the moment to see, right? Merry Christmas, everyone. Let's get into some of these questions here, Joseph. You ready? I'm ready. All right. Our buddy Tank Bearclaw says, What are some of the things you want to bring back into the wrestling sphere? And what would you abolish? Scripted promos not included. Hmm. That's actually an interesting one. And that what no one does require some fault, doesn't it, Jeremy? Um, I think in many ways this this question will kind of lead you to what your tastes are, right? I'll say this much. I think it'd be very, very cool if, if the network was a lot more fluid in the kind of events it produced. So when I think of like a, a Crockett Cup from way back when, sorry, Billy, I know you run that last year. Apologies. When I think of what King of the Ring was, I really think that the network has been used excellently to a point. I think there could be a lot of fun with weekend specials and such. So there's one for you as far as like just old tournament concepts, but try to think on a broader, broader uh, scale, Jeremy, what are you thinking? I would abolish the third hour of raw if I could. <laughs> I no, don't. you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. What you have to do is you have to dim the lights, make it edgy. <laughs> I would bring back Raw Underground is what I would bring back. There you go. You know, I was, I was trying to think, like, you know what was good? I, I, here's a fun one. And SmackDown did this for, like, three weeks at the PC and never did it again. Those old school, like, Saturday night main event promos where the show starts with just a reel of, like, eight straight promos. And these guys yeah. standing in front of their, like, you know, graphic. To me, that stuff's, like, very... It's good WWE stuff where everyone is branded in the most sort of obnoxious way, but it's almost it's camp enough that you can get with it. Does that make sense? Like it's everyone has their own logo and stuff. I would actually kind of embrace that silliness at this point. I would bring back and AEW did this for a bit, and WWE did this for an even shorter period of time. Like the post match promos, I, I would do something like that, like interview with the winner at the top of the ramp or in the ring type deal. I, I would like to see more of that again. I, we spoke about this a little bit with Renee, I think. I remember us talking about like, what she could have done on the show because, I mean, some people have seen only one type of wrestling for so long they can't fathom what she could have been for Raw or SmackDown, right? Yeah. And, like, we spoke about her being like Mean Gene for what Nitro was. And I was talking to someone about Raw and how the format is one thing. It's, and it's like, it would be cool if they had Charlie Caruso have like her own booth on the stage and guys just were coming in and out there at all times. Rather than four 15-minute in-ring promos, you did 15 tiny, like, you know, straight-up promos. Not to be unscripted, because I know Tank said, keep Joe away from the script and deal. I get that. <laughs> but, like, you know, like, keeping the show moving, giving a fluidity to it that I think is lost sometimes when, like, when I'm watching the show, it'll be like, oh, here's Drew with a belt, and he's got a microphone. I'm in here now for the next 10 minutes. He's going to be talking for the next, about God only knows what. So that's an idea. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I would legitimately abolish like a lot of things about WWE production and the tropes and stuff, the camera cuts, the zooms, the up here, the you people stuff. I guess that's partly scripted promo, but just like a lot of the tropes that they use in their production tricks, I, I would completely abolish. And the biggest one of all, I think you're, you're probably going to be on board with me is 
the ultimate fit to bring back is a long-term plan into the World Wrestling Federation. <laughs> I want Vince sitting by the pool with Bruce again, looking at next year's WrestleMania card. <laughs> Give me that. I like long-term plan. It's fun. Do that. Don't kill the clown. Do that. That's what I'm for. It changes day by day, Joseph. Day Probably by so. day. Everything changes. We've got too many days. That's the problem. We've got too many days. <laughs> you listen to these interviews. I was listening to uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke on the award-winning Chasing Glory earlier. And every single interview is the same of like, thought there was one plan. There's one day showed up. Wasn't the plan anymore. And it's like, man. It's an interesting culture, right? Like I just watched um, I watched Drew on, on Steve's podcast. Steve, friend of mine. Stone Cold, he was <laughs> Um. And he very much is like anything that wasn't on track for him in WWE, like he just takes full responsibility for. And like there's something to be said for that as a performer, right? Like I'm sure that gives him an immense work ethic and such, but it does make you feel like, what does Paul Ricochet think when he tunes it away? He's like, man, I really must suck at promos. Like I must be the worst talker ever. You know, Liv Morgan, when she's getting pulled left and right, she's like, I just must be terrible at this job. It's weird. I, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. Jeff Hill asks, best non-wrestling show on the award-winning WWF Network? I just mentioned it. I think Austin's show is very, very good. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would say the best show is not on Network Original, which is the the Legends of Wrestling uh, roundtable deal, which is, if you haven't seen that, it's now probably, what, 15 years old? Some of the best wrestling content ever made. It's tremendous. I like the Chronicle stuff, where they just follow a guy for however long. and Like the, the recent Kevin Owens Chronicle was absolutely tremendous because you get a sense of what these people are like behind the scenes. And I, am always a big fan of like any type of like behind the scenes type footage mm-hmm. and what they're like in their kind of day to day sort of life. So I really like that stuff. And what's really interesting about Chronicle is, is it sort of like, that's the best example of how you could bring that stuff into the TV show. Yeah. Cause they very much are promoting matches with Chronicle, right? Like you'll be like, this guy's got a big pay per view match. It's like the, if I may say so myself, Jimmy, it's like the it's like the video um, effect of what I do with features, right? It's like this guy's got a big match, here's his story, and they're doing that in house, and obviously they, I mean, their resources and their their filmmaking and such is tremendous. With the three sixty five and the twenty fours, it's like these are great, but they're not within the narrative they're crafting. Right. Chronicles could just be on TV. I mean, with with a Kevin Owens, you can give him a live microphone, and he's fine. But some guys, frankly, would get over more in that format and they do on the microphone. Right. So it's like, I really think it was, you know, tanks question a minute ago was about bringing stuff back. I think if we, we were to like sit down and go, what could happen here? The best stuff WWE produces is that documentary stuff. Like that could be a part of the show. I think, I don't think they appreciate how effective that stuff could be. Even the, the, the talking smack and raw talk, raw talk, right. not so much, but talking smack is like every single week, really damn good. And you mentioned, Kayla can just sit up in a booth and do interviews. Like I would like that sort of as like a mini talking smack that is just on the show. Let them just kind of riff with each other. Mm -hmm. And instead of keeping everyone separate, like it would be much better. And they have someone internally has had this idea before, because I remember on the first SmackDown run, when talking smack was new, they had like, they had the panel, uh, the booth kind of deal set up and they would do like one promo a week would be on the talking smack. But it never felt like talking smack because it wasn't, obviously, right? It was it was formatted like a rest of the WWE promo. If it's hard because obviously I know that timing and stuff, but my thing with WWE is always like, you can tape some of this stuff, you know. Like it doesn't have to be like a live, oh my god, will they sink or swim deal? 
I'm sure you can tape a Talking Smack segment and put it in the middle of SmackDown one week. I don't think anyone will go crazy. I promise. No one's going to turn over. You'll be fine. <laughs> Especially now. Like, just come in and have them tape a bunch of stuff on an off right. day and, and just do it like that. That would also, but that might require some long-term planning as well. And that's an issue. So yeah, you can tape any of this stuff. So any, any real sports kind of style presentation, because Renee really pushed for this stuff and just, it all fell on deaf ears and whatever happened, happened. But I, I would like to see more of that stuff. Yeah. The real sports thing has become like a meme now, right? And people scoff it and they, you know, Oh, you know, real sports, look at Toriano. And it's like, yeah, I, I get it. But what I think we're saying is, at its absolute core, if the biggest matches can feel like a contest to us, you're going on the right path. And too often they don't. The belt feels like a mere plot device within these two men fighting each other, right? And like, some for some people that's better. I think for you and I, we'd probably agree we'd like it to be like the ultimate. And that's one thing, in fairness, Drew does well. His feuds just seldom match it, which isn't any fault of his own, right? <laughs> Uh, already Ron Patel says this seems just aimed at me. Come on, Ron, ask us both questions, not just me. Uh, he asks, how did I become a Panthers fan and OKC fan and Avs fan? And he doesn't know who I root for in baseball. That's the Reds that I live in all these places. No. So real quickly, uh, Panthers fan, because I do live in Carolina. I was a Cowboys fan because of my dad. Uh, but then I stopped being a Cowboys fan and just became a Panthers fan. Jeremy, they're America's team. I heard that. Do you, is that is that your football knowledge? America's team. I see it. So I go. Your brother's a Browns fan. I'm a I'm a new uh, a new Browns fan. So we got that going. Then we moved to Carolina until I became a Panthers fan. Uh, an OKC fan. I told this on the gaming stream, but uh, I was a Bulls fan, and then a Suns seven seconds or less fan. And then I attached myself to OKC because uh, they were a young team with Durant, Westbrook, Harden, and I really liked them. And that was the worst decision I could have ever possibly made. And an Avs fan was because that was the first hockey team I saw play. And I really fell in love with uh, Peter Forsberg. So that's how I became that. Joseph, you want to tell your uh, Sixers fandom story? I mean, it's very simple. I, I wanted to get into the NBA. Um, my friend of mine was into it sort of, you know, from a distance. Like, it looked interesting to me and it's, I saw a game when um, when I did the Mania in New Orleans. I saw Lakers, Kings, the Staples. And without any understanding of it, it was just dumb excitement for me. And I was like, you know, I was, I was vaguely sort of, it looks interesting. I asked for a team. friend gives me the Sixers because they were going to be a long-term <laughs> process, you know, yeah, young guys. You're going to have a core that sticks together for years. And then there was 101 trades and suffering and pain and torment. And here I am now. Still live to tell the story. My hair has grown an immense amount, which is clearly me suffering in somewhere or another. The beard is here now. The six have changed me, Jeremy. I'm, there's no going back now. This is what it is. <laughs> and then for your, for your football team, I know you're a Tottenham fan because of TK, but your other football team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's exactly, that's, that's the joke in many other ways, but I, I screwed that up to eat as Fulham, right? Yeah, I have yeah. no idea about this football stuff. Tottenham, Tottenham Fulham. Yeah, are you a Tottenham fan? Is yeah. that how you say it? Tottenham? Yes, I'm, a, I'm a Fulham fan now because TK pays me. Yes. Yeah. But but Tottenham is my team. That's a, just a family thing. And like that's yeah. they're so sixers. I can't even <laughs> anyone that's watching this that knows both football and basketball, 
Like, they know I've done the worst thing here. Like, I had a chance to just do something different with my basketball team, and I picked the exact equivalent of Tottenham. So, yeah, that's what it is. That's how it typically works. Like, all the fandoms, you think you're rooting for a different team than your other teams, and it just turns out they're all the same. And it's yeah. just going to be heartbreak regardless. And they have this shared, like, sense of self-importance of, like, we are a big deal, you know, around here. We are. And it's like, <laughs> we're not really, unfortunately. I wish we were, but we're not. It's a shame. So I knew your favorite football team. I just screwed up the joke with the uh, TK. I didn't know what team TK runs. That's that's what yeah. it really was. He look, we have a lot of problems at Tottenham. I can confirm he is not our owner. He's very, very <laughs> much worse. Was he like, seems uh, like very nice man. Worse. Yeah, very nice man. But um, interesting approach to running a football club. Just tweeting after every game, being like, "We suck." Hey guys, <laughs> what do you want from us? We suck. I didn't get the players I wanted. We suck. Interesting approach in running a, an NFL football club as well. I hear that's worse. So there you go. <laughs> Battling with players on social media about your trade value is terrible. What do you mean? I can't get anything for you. You won out. Cool. Tell call these other teams and be like, hey, will you give us a seventh round pick for you? Because they ain't biting, buddy. Uh, most professional promoter in wrestling that is right there, my friend. That's what this game's all about. Let me tell you. Uh, Ron is another one says what's a match you thought was trash going in ended up being a great match and will want to watch it again Inferno (laughs) that match ruled I thought it was going to suck it was awesome there you go why would you ever think that an Inferno match with Randy Orton and the Fiend Bray Wyatt was going to suck though I thought it was going to be in the fun house yeah Yeah. Yeah. I I thought it was going to be like cinematic I know it was cinematic clearly but (laughs) I thought it was going to be like where it doesn't even resemble wrestling, um, right. which again you could argue, but like this was more of a match. It was just shot with an insane level of production. So I think that's my actual answer. <laughs> I really do. I would just say like every match in the last few years, I just think they're all going to suck, and then I'm pleasantly surprised when they don't. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a really, I mean, in fear of being like just pure recency bias, like legitimately. On the pay-per-view last weekend, Carmelo managed to have like a, a very good match with Sasha Banks. Like I was amazed at how good that was. So See, I thought I guess, that was gonna be good though. People really? like the like the hammer Carmella, and I think she's like actually good, pending the right opponent, and Sasha's right. obviously the right opponent. Well, I mean, maybe you're right. That, that seemed to be the case on, on Sunday. So I think mean, the actual answer is the wrestling that I've covered closely, you know, in the last few years of Fightful and stuff. I really don't expect much of it to suck because the wrestlers are really good now. And Jeremy and I talk about this all the time. He's like, the guys that are now called bad workers and stuff are like actively good. Like we, a criticism of guys now is they have like a four star ceiling. And it's like, dude, four stars are a really good professional wrestling match. Like we've, we've <laughs> lost sight. So unless it's a braid gimmick or something insane, I always just expect good match. So that's my answer. Uh, Chris Bordine says, "Is Taylor Swift? If Taylor Swift had a licensed wrestler, a like Kiss Demon, what would the name be, and who should play them? I think the name would have to be Swift Demon, right? Like that. That would have to be the name. Who what would play? What look are we thinking here, Jeremy? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. Probably the Reputation look, something off of Reputation, because that was like Bad Girl Taylor Swift. So you got to go with something off of there. Who would play?" Oh man, you got to take like someone who's not really being used, right? You can't be like Charlotte Flair. She's got to play the Swift Demon. So what you saying is Dana Brooke? Dana Brooke wouldn't be bad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm a common. laughs> 
Uh, I don't know. Like, who else is it? Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae can play the Switch. They like to call people up and give them different gimmicks and shit. So she wouldn't be Candice LeRae on the main roster. Hey, she sounds fun. Let's do this. <laughs> BP Dub coming soon. There you go. Um, oh, Ron Patel is another one. I also request that watching all the Psych episodes that feature a WWE star. We talked about this doing Charlotte Flair and John Cena are in like the Psych movie. And we talked about potentially doing that, but they're not in it enough. This is when I was really hard on the uh, Charlotte Flair bit. Of, like, we got to watch a Charlotte Flair movie. How long ago was that? Like, genuine question. It's I mean, she was still active, so over six months ago, because she's been out for six months. I don't know whether it seems long ago or like just the other day. I, I all time has been <laughs> lost on me. I have no clue where, what to think of that. Uh, but yes, bow down. That was the point I was going to make. She's back. Hashtag bow down. Oh, yeah. uh, Caleb Caleb Kringle says, "How about the fiend? He's dead. Oh, I'm... He's dead, <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> the man yeah. died. I this could age badly, Jeremy, but like people seem to think that character's done. <laughs> and I'm like, do you realize how much money they probably spent on creating the match that he wanted to have, where he could burn himself alive? <laughs> like he's not done. He's." That's their guy. It went on last. They did a bur- they did a, a murder live on television. That's their guy. He's not going anywhere. Let's let's spit out some hot takes here. As people watching this on a Thursday or Friday or Saturday, they'll already know the outcome. What do we think the outcome is on Raw? Well, I don't think Bray showed up. That's the first hot take. Okay, <laughs> one of two things happened with Alexa. Either one, she came out as just Alexa Bliss, and they were like, "What's happening here?" She does a promo where they're asking her, what about Bray? And she's like, I have no idea who you're talking about, what you're talking about, which I could definitely see Bray crafting, right? B, or two, whatever which phrasing I was using here, she's now the fiend, and Bray is going to be like, his spirit is going to be in her, to which I say, that sounds insane. Like, Bray fans were telling me this is what they expect, and I was like... Hands up, I don't know. Oh my god, I hope that's what the case. That's what I really want is Alexa like actually possessed by Bray Wyatt. Could you imagine? Would you yes. just quit? Would you would you just quit? I'm these people hate when I say this, but it's the truth. Like I am very much at a point where I, I watch it purely as like a cold exhibition of professional wrestling. Like when I get emotionally attached to these things, I it pain. I don't need it. So I'll just laugh probably and get Twitter content out of it. You know, that's probably you, my approach. Do you think they do like a Bray hologram? This is this is my this is my pitch. Alexa comes out and she like summons the spirit of Bray, yeah. and it's a hologram of him. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a very good chance that at some point she summons. That is the exact phrase I think they'll use. Summons the spirit. Yeah, and like brings him back to life. Uh, the hologram thing, I have no clue. <laughs> holograms are canon in WWE now after the Paul Barra thing so they can do this so what did he tweet last night or sorry on Sunday what did he he tweet there Jeremy help me out thank you that's all it was but he did this thing where he did like like a circle emoji yeah Yeah, I think the the picture is like a cocoon or something and apparently he keeps talking about like full circle full circle and then it was explained to me that when Alexa said Who's um, who's playing who, or whatever she said? Like we're, we're supposed to believe that Bray Wyatt wanted to be burnt alive. I think I honestly believe this is what he was going for. If we ever understand this, God, I don't know. 
But if you're a fan of the Fiend Bray Wyatt, this is the as much detail as I'll give on this topic. So enjoy. Here's the one. Raw starts. He's sitting in the middle of the ring in his rocking chair. He's in the Sister Abigail get-up. Remember that oh, shit no. he was supposed to wear for that Finn no. Balor match? That was bad. That was real bad. He <laughs> dodged a bullet there. Terrible. Yeah, he did dodge a bullet there. <laughs> that, that's, my, that's my prediction for, for Raw tonight. Or he just shows up and he's like, ah, that was close. Roasting so, on an open fire. Like that's. <laughs> I don't want to speculate here, okay? We're on a reputable platform. What chances do you think that Bruce Pritchard, like two weeks ago, was sitting with Bray and Bray was like, what if you just kill me? <laughs> Bruce is like, wow, what? He's like, what if you just, like, just kill me? I never show up again, and Alexa is me from this point forward. And Bruce's like, what do you do? And he's like, I'm dead. I do nothing. <laughs> but I just, Dude, you know. They've made Bray, like, especially with Alexa not there, he's had to show up. He had to work a match. On Raw the other week, this would be an incredible play by Bray if he's just like, yeah, kill me, and Alexa can just be me, and I'll just take like six weeks off until the Rumble. And then then they do your idea where he comes back at the Rumble and he wins it. I I can't shake that Rumble thing. <laughs> I don't see who else is winning the Rumble. We do this show every week. I know we do this every week. I'm sorry, guys. But I just can't see anything else. Um, the, the Alexa thing's interesting because it's like, They've effectively like made her not a part of the division, and it just so happens that it's a division that desperately needs just anything. Not now. It does, this is the thing though, is you you think that, and then you look at what they have on the table, and it's like, oh, like, oh, Charlotte and Asuka is what we're building to. <laughs> like, it's it's not great. There you go. Uh, all right, that is all the fiend talk at least for now. That was the shortest question, and we did like five minutes on the fiend. Yeah. Uh, best sports theme from Ron Patel. Do you have a favorite sports theme, Joseph? What, like a TV show intro style? Yeah. That- yeah. Oh, absolutely not. No, I'm not a lunatic. What do you think I am? I, I, I barely listen to the announcers, let alone the theme that plays me into them, Ron. What do you think I'm doing over here? I think the NBA and NBC one's like the most iconic, but I'm with Joseph. I have no idea what these sports themes are. Well, I don't listen to that shit. Our actual answer is, um, are you ready for a good time? Friday night. <laughs> absolutely not absolutely not that do you not crazy. like it with the big everyone walking towards the camera and doing a big cool face for the wrestlers great Dude, i don't i never see it because i legitimately don't tune into smackdown until like two minutes late every week because so that's not a bit that's a real no, thing no i do not turn in uh, into that show at eight o'clock i i'm usually a couple minutes late because all they do is recap whatever happened and it's like all right i don't need to see this shit so are you reviewing that program on christmas day jeremy allegedly yeah sean said sean said like hey it's not a big deal like you don't have to show up you don't have to work on christmas and i'm like i don't really have anything else going on you know yeah. i'll i'll be around if you want to do the show so i'm pretty sure we're going to do the show it's probably gonna be a short review and then i think someone suggested it should just be an nba podcast and i was like yeah let's do 15 minutes on smackdown and do an nba podcast it will probably be like actually good right because i mean yeah, yeah they've got owens and reigns in a cage match and then biggie and sammy like they've got good matches for this christmas show i don't know why they're burning them on a show that no one's going to watch it seems like he's i don't know if it's a fox thing where they were like okay we actually have live sports not live but you know it's live to us right because of the, the way it's done yeah um on christmas try and make the most of it it would be cool if like families actually watched professional wrestling 
in the year 2020 together. That would be quite the result to close out the year. I know that is now like an ancient fault. Oh my God, people watching wrestling together as one, <laughs> not being ashamed of it. Yes. This, I would like to see that. So I don't know how I would judge such a thing, but hopefully the rating isn't terrible. People go. watching wrestling at all, much less together, would be. Right. <laughs> there you go. I want some stories on Twitter. Like I watched, I watched uh, SmackDown with someone that hasn't watched it in twenty five years. They loved Kevin Owens. I'm like, see, Kevin, top guy. That's, that's the way I do it. That's the way I like. <laughs> well, the the clown isn't on SmackDown. Would you be? Would you be embarrassed if it went from like Kevin Owens to the Bray Wyatt stuff? Well, it's all embarrassing enough. It's you know, he's <laughs> like, I'm not one of those people that's deluded enough to think like my straight lace serious wrestling would really win them over you know like if i if i sit them down for a red tight as 15 minute they're going to be blown away but man this bray white guy's killing me no like it's all it's all bullshit right do what you can with it uh chris dubbingson says joe seems to have wavered on his guests are for losers approach so ideal guest they are for losers i'm not wavered at all jeremy just books them i have not my call I, I think they're for losers but we keep getting them ideal guest is Hmm. Are we thinking like for our brand or like just to have fun? Both? Isn't our brand to have fun? We're just having fun out here, Michael. I mean, okay, in that case, John Breshaw, like, <laughs> <laughs> I want to have fun with him. I want to have fun with John Breshaw. He probably had so many terrible interviews with wrestling media guys that he thinks are dogs, and I would just embrace him and be like, big mark, John, big fan. Send me an 8 by 10, John. <laughs> what did you think of the just a big loser sign? <laughs> That's the question I want to know from John Bradshaw Layfield. I, I'm really it amazed to be like, I'm sure that every other podcast that covers professional wrestling and has guests could get this question, but like, here they are. I'm taking this guy first. And we're just like, I don't know, man. Does Luffy want to come back? But what do we, <laughs> what do we get there? I don't know. I'd like to have our truth on the program. There you go. He'd be fun. In right? character or. Or for a shoot. I thought that was his character. Like I oh. thought I thought he's worked himself into a shoot at this point. No, you know who I want. I want Britt Baker in character. That'd be fun, yeah. That would be very good. What about <laughs> Colt Bauer? No. Gabe Sapolsky? Sure. We can get Gabe. What would Gabe tell us? Probably just go tell us the <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm getting in trouble here on Christmas. <laughs> no need for any more things at this time of year. No way. <laughs> um, Reed says, Jeremy, other than the Raptors, who do you see winning the East? Joe, favorite British boxer slash and fave British sportsman of all time. I, I see the Bucks winning the East. Joseph, who do you have winning the East? You know I have winning the East because I'm a loyal, <laughs> passionate Philadelphia 76ers sufferer. So that's who I win in the East. What was the question? Favorite British boxer and favorite British athlete, right? Yeah. Awesome. yeah. See, I'm, and this is where you really kind of learn on my personality. I'm the guy that roots against the Brit when all of these <laughs> casual boxing fans suddenly get on board, right? It's like, man, this Ricky Hatton guy can fight. All of a sudden, everyone else likes Ricky Hatton. It's like, Floyd's going to kill him. <laughs> I'm that guy. That's me. So it's difficult. Um, I've had great times at Derek Chisora fights, like awesome times. And I know that's not a huge name, and I'm not sure that will like pop our audience. But um, the best fights I've seen, like Chisora Dylan White fights, Chisora Tekken fights. So he's a guy that I've always enjoyed following. Um, British athlete in general. Harry Kane is climbing that tier, that ladder for me because like I'm such a miserable, cynical football fan, and he's actually convinced me he's like one of the best players in the world in the last few years. So he's up there. I'm a big cricket guy too, so maybe some flint off. I'm, I'm, 
I'm contrarian to a point, but, you know, actively great guys, I could at least like, respect them. I'll do it cautiously respect them, of course. I don't know any of those people. Really? So you might have said Anthony Joshua. You know Anthony Joshua or not? Yeah, yeah, I know him. Harry Kane, I does, I know a Kane in football. Glenn Jacobs. Soccer, Glenn Jacobs, yes. Uh, I didn't think it was Harry Kane, though. But yeah. Isn't he, he old? Is. Like, he's old, isn't he? Or No. no. No, oh. so he plays for my team, Tom. So that's okay. Yeah, played. it's on him. Still, I think. Doesn't there used to be a Kane who used to play football? It's a big British machine. <laughs> okay, no, there's no other Kane that played. No, I really, think. I thought there was. Who was the guy? He was on. I think it was Liverpool or Manchester United. What team was Beckham on? Yes, Manchester United. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he, he used to play alongside Beckham. Really popular guy. Not not Kane. I mean, there's a lot of those. Keane? Roy Keane. No, it wasn't him. Oh, Wayne Rooney. 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 I don't know how I got Kane out of Rooney, but <laughs> he's not my favorite British person ever. Okay. I, <laughs> I just know the name. That's all. Zinedine Zidane. I love him. He just there hates people. He rules. It's it bums me <laughs> out so much that that's like he's that's what he's known for, right? Yeah. Like, just there you go. I don't know if that was a, a flashy enough answer. But that's my answer. Okay. Um. Drew Nicholas says, realize I did a top five question. I guess that's later on. Um, what is both yours and Joe's code word or sentence tweet in case of emergency? I say, I send Jezza. Jeremy sends Joseph. That's it. We're, that's it. You're locked in. Then. That's it. Is that, I thought the question was like, in case of emergency of like, we're in trouble. What do we say? Yeah, and you send me Joseph, and I'm like, what? And you're like, this person oh. just said this. To me, that's why I take it. Oh, okay. I took it. You know those little little gimmicks they do? Like, oh, if you've been kidnapped, and you, but they oh, allow you oh. one, two. Like, I thought that's what he was asking. Well, okay, I will do that then. Okay. Okay. Mine would be trade Ben Simmons. At that <laughs> point, call the police. Mine would be, I love Kevin Durant and Paul George. Fuck both Dude, those guys. I think you should make it more specific and be like, Kevin Durant never ruined the 4th of July for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, Caleb's got a bunch of, I think, MMA questions. Just a lot of general. My God, Caleb, get a life. All right. He says, McGregor, McGregor or Poirier? Who you got, Joseph? McGregor. Yeah, McGregor. Yeah, I got, I got Connor as well. Uh, Israel Adesanya or Jan, I think he's fighting Blackowitz. It's interesting because of the weight, right? Yeah. But Israel is so much more talented, I feel. The like I'm I have to pick him. But it is interesting him going up in weight. I, I like Adesanya as well. I think he's just a more skilled fighter. The weight <laughs> is about the only thing that I, I that I'm concerned about. Mm-hmm. Uh John Jones or Francis Ngannou? I I wanna say you know what? I'm saying Ngannou, man. I don't think you know like you know the whole thing with Jones about he's just not motivated, he doesn't take guys seriously. It's like Maybe he's just not quite what he was. I don't know. That's what I'm rooting for anyway. Give me Ngannou. I, I'm going Ngannou. There Is that go. fight happening? I don't think that fight's happening. Not of us, no. We'll care. Yeah. Pancakes or waffles, Joseph? Oh, pancakes. Yeah, pancake guy. Yeah, I'm a pancake guy. Cold weather or hot weather? Dude, <laughs> I'm telling you now, hot weather is the, is the end and demise of me. I will happily be cold for, for the rest of my existence rather than sweat once. It is an intolerable experience. I'm a big guy. I don't need it. <laughs> I'm a cold weather person. I don't like sweat or sweat cooties and just not for me. 
It's filth, Jeremy. That's what it is. It's filth. Exactly. What would your reaction be if Sting buried Eddie Kingston? Sting or Sting? Sting. Okay. Uh, Just checking, Jeremy, because, you know, legally it gets problematic. Um, I, frankly, would just grin because Eddie Kingston is on national television making a full-time contract in which he wrestles one match a month. And I would say, oh, my God, he just did something with Stang on national television on a full-time contract. So it honestly wouldn't bother me, but, like, I may make a bit of it if it happens on the podcast because that's what we do. <laughs> uh, what's the Alexa Bliss fiend endgame? I think we said it. It's going to be – she's going to be possessed by him. But the honest answer is just the end of any interest I have in Eve character. <laughs> but like, if you want the wrestling end game, yeah, he's probably she's gonna bring him back to life. And like, I can't believe we say this. This is a real thing. We're actually talking about this is gonna happen, and it probably is. Insane. <laughs> um, favorite Demi Lovato song? Do you have a Do you have a favorite Demi Lovato song, no, Joseph? Absolutely not. No. I'm just sorry, not sorry. That's a banger. It's a good karaoke song. What's Do you a, ever know, like a range of answers for that, Jeremy? Do you have like a collection of potential answers? Uh yeah, I got a few favorite Demi Lovato songs. Skyscraper, Skyscraper is really good. Okay, yeah. it's impressive. I'm impressed. <laughs> I used to listen to more Demi Lovato. Uh, now it's just it's literally the same two artists most of the time. Uh, what's Joseph's favorite Taylor Swift song and album? Albums folklore. <laughs> have you listened to any other album? No, song is Cardigan. <laughs> there you go. I had, I had answers. Songs that you listen to? I, I had answers, right, Jeremy? That's yeah, hey, that's good. Uh, favorite basketball player? Like all time or currently? I mean, it's, it, it's the same for me, so go ahead. Ben Simmons? I am not that guy. <laughs> I'm a hipster, so my answer is, in fact, Big Shot Rob. No, not Horry. Robert Covington, my friend. That's my guy. That's my guy. That's my guy. Uh, all time is is Steve Nash. Big fan of Steve Nash. The original point god, I feel like. Um, really, that's Magic Johnson is the original point god. Uh, and then today, like still Westbrook. Uh, I'm still going to root for that guy. Not um, Trevor Ariza. No, not, not a random role player that changes team every year. Thunder, Thunder legend Trevor Ariza. He's yeah. on the team right now. By the way, full circle is Steve Nash, huge Tottenham Hotspur fan. Did you know that, Jeremy? Oh. Massive, like, diehard Tottenham fan. So there you go. Yeah, I love Steve Nash. Um, does Joseph know who Patrick Mahomes is? Yes, he's a quarterback. Okay. Do you know what team? The Chiefs. Hey, there we go. I don't know what city that is, but I don't know. Kansas City. Uh, favorite WrestleMania? This is difficult for me because thirty-four. I have the working, <laughs> I have the working opinion and project that I'll release. Like when I'm on my deathbed, it will release my opinion that Dota Beer has never been good and none of those events are good, and you should just stop watching all of them. Okay, <laughs> so know that for your this is my answer. I would say if I was going to sit down and watch one, it would be nineteen. I, I'm biased to, towards thirty just because I was there. I don't think it's like the actual best, right? But I'm super biased towards it. What would you say? Let's try and uh, flesh this one out a little bit. So, what would you say is the consensus number one? Seventeen. Yeah, seventeen. Is nineteen considered really good, or is that just me? No, it's considered really good. I feel like okay. on all the lists that I see, it's like top three, top five at worst. Okay, so I'd say 
I think 30 is in that tier though, right? I'm trying to think of what I'd put in between those two and 30 on like an objective list. I don't know. I don't think there's many. Is there anything from the early days that like stands out? The match quality then was just like guys knew, right? Like that was not what that promotion was about. Yeah. You did your I character stuff. That's what like three maybe stands out for historical significance. Right. But, but if you're going to watch it now, it's like. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, I can't think of anything else. It's it's mainly those. Anything from like the the twenties that stands out. Like twenty is very good, but it's it's ruined by the main event Here, now. Here's one I like that I think is underrated. Is the one with Mayweather, Florida. Yeah, Mayweather, twenty four. Yes, there you go. Yeah, I think that is a great because I think the Floyd thing is an amazing spectacle. And then you add in, like, I think Edge and Taker have a great match. You have yep. Sean and Flair. You have, you know, the Money in the Bank stuff was around that era. They had good matches every year. So and that's a good show from what I remember, yeah. Yeah, that is a good show uh, from what I recall as well. All right, so favorite WrestleMania match, Joseph? Hmm. That's an interesting one. I'm trying to think of what – the match that I will go back to forever and ever as a storytelling masterpiece will always – Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Owen and Brett to me. Yeah. And when I think physical storytelling and, and actually doing something like that's like a motive without just saying dialogue. And I say that someone who loved Roman and Jay match, but it is what it is, right? Like that that was different to what someone like a Brett would do. To me, that is like a masterpiece. So I'd, I'd say that, I think. Um, I mean, that's up there. Even the Sean and Razor ladder match is there. 10 is one. It's like a two match show. But those right. two matches are like excellent, excellent matches. Iconic matches. Yeah. yeah. Like all time great, um, so so that's there. I'm trying to think. Well, a lot of my favorites, like I like the WrestleMania 12 Iron Man match. It's not something I'll just sit down and watch because it's an hour long <laughs> or an hour. Yeah, like, I really do like that match, and it helped spark just my fandom in wrestling. So I always have some type of attachment to that match. It's interesting. Like if people ever wonder why we're Brett guys, like the next one that comes to mind for me is him and Austin. And it's yeah. Like, even though I think on the stream the other night we were saying like his his match catalog doesn't compare to like a Brian or an AJ, his top stuff is pretty hard to beat, right? So he's yeah. got an incredible top tier. Um, and then like more recent matches, uh, the thirty stuff with Brian Kofi and Brian is like one of my favorite matches over the last That's like, a good one. years. I'm trying to think of other recent ones, um, it's fitting that Brian is is central in those two. <laughs> As completely opposite sides of the coin too. Like that's that's amazing. Um, hmm. 
You know what was a, is a lost WrestleMania classic, Jeremy, that we'll never go back and revisit because one of the guys in it is just like, he's not viewed as a guy that should have classic matches. AJ and Shane is an insane match. I Shane does a shooting star press in that match. I think you're being harsh on AJ that he doesn't have classic matches. Um, yeah, that match, that match is really good though. Was that the best match on that show? I feel like that show was not good. Right. At all. It was, and if, even if it wasn't, like that may be the ultimate case of AJ just being like, "I'm going to just have this great match tonight, regardless of what happens." And that yeah. takes something, right? Because some of his mania matches have not been what people wanted them to be. So it's not like one of the best ones, but as a favorite, it stands out. I remember thinking it was insane watching it live. Um, favorite pizza. Does he mean like brand or does he know. mean his favorite pizza? Cause I am what I eat and I'm very boring. So <laughs> to me, it's like, I only need like some onions on there and I'm cool. Like the tiniest amount of spice, you know, like give some pepper. I don't need, but when I see the ones that are just covered in meat, that's too much for me, bro. Like I, I can't be fighting a pizza. I try to get it down my mouth, you know, <laughs> so I pick that thing up smooth. So I'm pretty boring in that sense. Brands. You know what's really interesting, Jeremy Lambert? Domino's has a completely different perception here than it does in the US. And neither of us view it as like an, a quality establishment. But it's when I was in America and I had it, it seems like my American friends just think it's the absolute shits. And it's a very different thing here. It's kind of like respected as the best of the fast food pizza places here. I think it might be respected as the best of the fast food, oh, but it's not. It's still people are just like, no, I got to have like a local type deal because like no one really likes Papa John's. Pizza Hut has like kind of fallen off. Little Caesars isn't like huge or anything. So Domino's might be like the best, but people just look at fast food pizza places and be like, oh. so Brits, don't get mad at me. I'm an idiot. It may be like the culture is there's better local options for pizza. In the US than here. That yeah. might be what it actually is. But yeah. Also, a lot of it's just being accessible, right? Yeah. Like just being out, just, you know, go to some sheet fast food place and be some pizza is pretty easy. Because, like, I personally like Domino's. Um, and as far as just like toppings and stuff, like just bacon, I'm fine with just bacon. That's it. Right. So you're, you're with me, though, that like when you see those just abominations, it's just. Yeah, I don't need it like loaded up with shit. Just like a basic cheese pizza, one, maybe two toppings. I'm good. There you go. Yeah, we're on track. This is fine. Uh, ranch on pizza, yay or nay? I believe this is like a Denise thing. No, not, not for me. I've never done it. Like, I don't think I'd hate it because I do like ranch uh, on a lot of stuff, but I, I've never done it. Underwhelming answer, really, from us on that one. But there you go. Uh, Jbin2 says, if Santa were to leave each of you one dream match, any wrestlers, any era, what match would it be? That's a great question. The any era thing makes it very complex, right? Yeah. I'll, first, the first match comes to mind to saying that could happen now is what I'll give, and then I'll think about why you answer as far as all time. Give me, Santa, my friend, Ed Kingston, against Minoru Suzuki. That'd be really fun. That'd be good. Lots of standing and talking trash. Punching the shit out of each other. <laughs> there you go. Like no, no bumps taken. Just two guys hitting each other hard. That would be yeah, fun. yeah. That would be great. Um, all time. Like this is kind of a boring ass answer, but like Brett and Kurt, like prime Brett and Kurt, uh, would be fantastic all time. I had a joke answer of like prime Hulk Hogan against uh, I don't even know 
Who who are going to be going? It's Prime Yete. It's Prime Yete. Never Um, done that match. (laughs) So with Brett, okay, would you take? What about Brett and AJ? Brett and Brian? Yeah, like those as well. Like I would take. I would take any of that stuff. You know who's a fun like dream match guy is Brock. He is Brock versus Stan Hansen. (laughs) Imagine that match. Stan shoots at him. Like, in one minute, Stan would hit him hard and Brock would be like, that's the end of the match. I'm going to kill him. Prime Hogan against Prime Tanahashi. That's what I want. Tana would do the, like, I'm a dick thing in that match, wouldn't he? And, like, work yeah. the leg and be... Tana's an interesting one. That's a guy, like, even today, I'd still have, like, a lot of dream matches for. Prime Tana against uh, Prime Cena? Yeah, that's a, that one feels like your that's your deal, I feel. Yeah. That would be great. That's on brand for me. Um... <laughs> Man, it is, it's a great one because it's like you start, you see these matches. Like I just said Brock then, and it's like Brock versus Vader. He's like, it sounds fun to me, but like he just kills Vader, right? Like poor Vader would just like hit him with one hard punch <laughs> and Brock would be like, the end. <laughs> You're dead. That's the end of it. I don't know. It, there's, there's so many you could do, but. Here's one um, for you, Joseph. Here's one okay. for you. Fiend and Alexa Bliss against Sid and Britt Baker. <laughs> there you go. What about Fiend and Alexa versus Doink and Dink? What about that? <laughs> what about that? That one would work, right? We could do that. What's the what's like the wackiest? Like Sid must have some. Sid and Brock is the match. Sid, Sid and Ahmed. <laughs> they, <don't laughs> they must have done something together. Oh, I don't know. Let's look this up. Dude, the I... second run in WWF was when. Yeah, but it, yeah, it was, but I feel like they were like kept apart. Probably, yeah, I imagine so. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder why, Jeremy. Like maybe they were in like a rumble or something together, but I don't mm. feel like they were in like any type of match. All right, here we go. Moment of truth. Oh, here we go. We do have some stuff. So wild card elimination. They were on the same team in that. They were on the same team. They were in a battle royal together on Raw. That was a dark match. I hope we ended up here. <laughs> so here we go. WCW Thunder 2000. Sid and the total package against Big T and Booker T. Boom. <laughs> Come into a Twitch watch along near you. 100%. That's a yeah. five-minute match. And then a couple months later, uh, WCW Thunder 2000. Big T and Stevie Ray against Sid in a handicap match, a three-minute DQ. We are doing a watch-along to both of those matches. I'm I'm trying to think of Sid. Sid just is like, he's fascinating because you know that none of the matches will be good. Yeah. Boy, would that be fun, right? I'm also (laughs) wavering on this Eddie match. Is Eddie versus Suzuki better than Eddie versus Ishii? Ooh. I like Eddie versus Suzuki more. I'm more of a Suzuki guy than an Ishii guy. Because... That match would have like more personality, right? Yeah. Like I feel Ishii would be more cut and dry, just like a lot of violent stuff. I the Suzuki, he has such a unique charisma that like I think it could be fun. So there, there's we did like fifteen matches there. Yeah. <laughs> there we for one. We're we're very greedy. We want we want a lot of dream matches. Help us out, Santa. <laughs> uh Javen also asks, it's to be more on brand, where will James Harden be playing when the season starts? Houston. <laughs> I don't yeah. think he's getting traded in the next two days. Actually, okay, by the time he airs, he won't be traded. Where will he finish the season? 
I still think Houston. Really? Wow. Yeah. That report about, like, you know, they've expanded the teams that they're talking to. Yeah. Made me really think of, like, the conversation we had a couple of weeks back where it's like, which team is going to just be like, you know what? <laughs> Here we go. Here's what we got. What do you want from us? And that does make me, me intrigued. I am going to say, you ready for this, Jeremy? Hot take that could backfire on me. The Boston Celtics. No, 100% not. The Boston Celtics. No. Danny Ainge ain't doing that shit, dude. <laughs> you want another second? No deal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've only got 12 seconds left. No more. <laughs> Danny Ainge, he's, he's not doing it. That that no, I don't see it. You know, who just popped into my mind, Golden State. They could offer, they could offer Wiseman as a young yeah. player. You offer Wiggins to make the money work. You probably offer uh, Ubre as well, and then you offer a bunch of first round picks. That's a lot to give up for James Harden, but I don't know. I I saw that uh, the Raptors were linked with them, right? Like that was the there was talk about Siakam and stuff, and I was like, that's a weird one. I can't even see that one. Siakam Harden, yeah, because it's like, but then what is Toronto left with? Was what I was trying to figure out. Kyle Lowry, James Harden, and OG. I guess it depends on how you view Siakam at this point, right? Like I mean, if you're still really super high, yeah, like if you're super high on him as a number one guy, then you don't do it, I guess, but. If they feel like they've seen what he's capable of, which will probably be a little hasty, maybe that deal happens. I don't know. It'll be interesting. I don't know if you want James Harden in Florida for the season. Fair, very fair point. I think <laughs> wherever he goes, he'll make it. You know, he'll make it hardened, right? I mean, in Toronto, I don't know. He'll be out with Drake every night and just won't end well. <laughs> well, that sounds like the sort of content I want to avoid at all costs. Let's, let's not do that. No. <laughs> uh, I, I think. I still think he just stays in Houston. I don't think they get a deal done. It wouldn't surprise me because he's a very difficult player to trade. Very, yeah. very, very complex case. Unless on the court and off, right? Very complex. Unless like their their hand just gets forced too much, and they're just like they got to take anything. But right now, they still have some leverage with stuff. Once how the many starts, do the New York Knicks offer to James Harden? <laughs> and how many minutes does Tibbs play James Harden? If you're the Knicks, don't you just offer all your picks? I don't know if they have any good young players, but like I like RJ Barrett. He's not moving the needle anywhere. But if you're the Knicks, don't you just offer like as many first round picks as you can, RJ, Mitchell Robinson, and just be like, here, here's what we got. Sure. That's, that's kind of what I expect to happen. I expect a team to do that. But yeah. Tibbs playing him like 47 minutes, 15 seconds would be a glorious sight. Just like I mean, Antonio well. does that as, anyway. Like Antonio was doing that already. There you go. Exactly. It'd be a good fit. That's what I'm saying. Do it, New York. Do it. Uh, Venus Blue asks, do aliens exist? Joseph? You know, I don't want to give a confident answer on this because I don't want to make a fool of myself. All I'll tell you is it's it's a um it's an interesting topic that I have ventured into for approximately four minutes of my life. I have no interest in tales. Or like, I have not read about it. Or like, oh, I read what this guy said. I watched this. So I'm just going to say yes and grim wide. I think they do because I have a girlfriend and she's got to be an alien because who the fuck would date me? Kirby Freeman says this one is a one part. One. This one is a two part question for both. I can't read. 
What wrestler or match got you hooked? Like, oh yeah, I love this business, Joseph. My answer for this is a, is a lot later than the general because there's a big difference between me being aware of pro wrestling and being at a point where I wanted to cover it. And for that reason, I would say, and we've mentioned it 101 times now, but I would say the Brian stuff was when, as an art form, I know, don't collapse <laughs> at that term, it became interesting to me to cover, I would say. Okay. Mine is the Doomsday Cage match. And every fan kind of fall out of wrestling for a bit, but what wrestler got you back in? It's the same answer for me. See, if I was thinking, because like the, the thing is, is that when you look at like a guy like The Rock, like there's an obvious appeal there, right? Mm-hmm. But how many people were fans of The Rock that just when he was no longer there were like, wrestling sucks? <laughs> like, so I, I, to me, it's the same because there's a big difference between me like being aware of it and my brothers being big fans and being like, okay, it's time for me to plunge into the depths of covering professional wrestling, which is a decision I hope no one watching this ever has to make. Let me tell you. I don't know if I like ever fell out of love. So here's, here's kind of the thing. Like I loved it. And then I went to college and so I just watched less of it. And then I started covering it. And so I, but I don't love it now anyway. <laughs> so you like, you followed from afar for a bit, but you was always aware basically. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there was no wrestler that just like hooked me back. And I'm like, oh, man, I got to get really back into wrestling. Like I always just followed it. And then I started mm-hmm. covering it. And so now I'm just more into it. But like I don't really like there's no one particular wrestler that pulled me back into it. Really just covering covering it pulled me back into it. So Maybe would you say pulled me into it? There you go. There you go. <laughs> that, the way you phrase that kind of sparked my interest. So, like have you ever watched – have you ever watched this one single character and it's like, you know, most of this stuff isn't really for me anymore or whatever, but I like this particular guy. I, I could say I did that with Smile Joe. I, I definitely right. did that with AJ Styles. Like there his ROH TNA run, like when I really wasn't paying too much attention to WWE in, in college and stuff, I would still try to like actively seek out like AJ Styles match for, from his indie run. And the great thing about doing that, we spoke about this a little bit on the stream uh, last weekend. It's like, when you do that and you watch through the lens of one guy, you meet all these people along the way, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's a lot of fun. So I guess Joe would actually answer the second one maybe. But, yeah, it's interesting, I know. I'd actually like to see what people's, like, general take on that one is. It's weird to me, I guess. Or not. I don't know. My legitimate answer to the first one is Brett and Sean, the Iron Man match, which could have gone a completely different way. <laughs> you could have been like, this is the worst one I've ever seen. <laughs> but I, I, like, really love that match. Um so yeah, of uh, this one's for me for some reason. Jeremy, what highly decorated wrestler today you personally find overrated? I don't know. All of them is your answer. <laughs> yeah, they all suck. Um, I who's highly decorated today that isn't good? Like most of them, I feel like earn. I feel like he's he's baiting me with a Ricky Starks answer, but that's my best friend now, so I'm not going to do it. Um, so I, I really don't know. The problem with it is, is like, there's guys that I probably don't get to the degree yeah. others do, but like, I would never suggest I don't understand why others like it. Does that make sense? Like, Omega, I'm not an Omega guy. I know this question wasn't for me, Jeremy, but this is at my show too, folks. <laughs> Send your questions about bad risks to me too. Um, I'm not a big Omega guy, but like, I totally get why people love him. And others aren't a big Orton guy, but I'm sure they can figure it out. Like, it's it's one of those deals, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of how I feel. Like, I'm not, like, the biggest Young Bucks fans, but I understand why people like them. And right. I can appreciate some stuff they do as well. He does have a, a singular question for you, Joseph. Oh. Uh, he says, this is for Joe Holbert. What is the better trilogy, Gotti versus Ward or Berea versus Morales? Oh, the latter, definitely. Like, Gotti and Ward are great action fights, action TV fights, 10-rounders, you know, like, all out. But, no, Berea and Morales are... They were like world class, top of their division fights. It's different, you know. Both great action, but one has much higher stakes. There you go. I don't know who any of these people are. Mickey Ward, the fighter. Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard of Gotti and Ward. I legitimately don't know Berea and Morales. Well, there you go. I guess that is not the bad <laughs> trilogy there. <laughs> uh, Molly Bell, our friend Molly says, best Christmas present you've both ever received. You know, Jeremy, this answer is going to make me sound like the biggest phony baby face 2000 Kurt Angle guy ever. But I can honestly say that, especially recently in my life, I enjoy very much giving people gifts. And what that means is people that are in my life are going to be very upset right now when I forget who got me what. <laughs> However, what I will say is, Jeremy has seen it before. I have a very cool like thing of the Usos. You've seen this, right, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah. And it's like all the different portions of their career. And I very much appreciate that gift from someone in my family that I forget right now, which is very sad. But it was cool because it's like when you're into something as niche as wrestling and someone actually extends enough to like nod in that direction with some actual like, you know, some subtlety and some sights, that's very cool. So I'd say that. Okay. I don't know the best gift that I've ever. Do you like me? Do you like giving gifts or do you just not give a shit? No, no. I do really enjoy like giving gifts and right, yeah. planning and doing all that stuff because that seems like it's, you're listening to somebody and right. so you're, you're sending them a nice gift. You know what? This is going to be a very corny answer. The best gift I ever received was actually a late Christmas gift on maybe December 27th, 28th, 2019, when Joseph agreed to do this podcast with me. <laughs> See, couldn't you have answered with that straight away so I could have said the same thing? Now, now you make me look like the hill. <laughs> I thought that's where you're going, honestly, when you're like, you know, this is, uh, you know, this no, might no. make me sound like whatever. I thought that's where you're going with it. I just, my focus for Christmas is around October time, I start thinking, okay, the people around me, what can I get in this as a surprise? I do only surprises. I hate that thing of like, just get me this. No, I don't want to get you that. I want to get you something that I want to get. Okay. Okay. That's selfish. That sounds. That's what I want to do. So that's my focus. And when I get stuff that's cool, it's super cool. But I forget who gives it to me because my focus is elsewhere. But yes, Jeremy, that is also a great Christmas gift when you mentioned about doing a wrestling podcast. Yes. Um, Ron also wants us to review Ms. and Mrs. I'm gonna stop reviewing stuff. I don't review anything. Yeah. No Ms. and Mrs. Come on, yeah. Ron. I know we spoke about this on the live stream. Okay. No, no reality show. We watch Raw, SmackDown, AEW Dynamite. I watch Ring of Honor television, sports-style presentation. I don't need reality TV. Uh, Omar asks, best wrestling movie ever. And this is an easy one. It's ready to rumble. I am legitimately <laughs> going to say my dad is a heel wrestler. It's the wrong answer. It's ready to right. rumble. What do you think the actual objective answer is? Are we missing the wrestler is the answer, right? For like critics, yeah, the wrestler is probably the answer. I it's like, very, isn't it? The wrestler. It's very dark. I kind of like my dad as a heel wrestler more than the wrestler. That's like a good movie. Yeah, I would say I love the way you said that. Like the wrestler isn't a good movie. That rules. Didn't win. Did that win an Oscar? No. <laughs> I would say 
the, the my dad is a heel wrestler that like really nicely captures the essence of professional wrestling, which yeah. is cool because as wrestling fans, I think we're all used to that our entertainment being like trampled over in in you know in, in big media. So I would say that the correct answer is Ready to Rumble. It's the bestler of the wrestler movies. Ready to Rumble isn't better than No Holds Barred. Ready to Rumble is better than all of these movies. And, and the hesitation there was you realizing I was correct, and that's very sad. No, the hesitation was me trying to read the next question. <laughs> Compare. I, sometimes I forget that you have a difficult task here while I'm just sitting here like answering in my own glee. <laughs> there you go. Uh, our buddy JJ says, before I get to my questions, just want to say a big, massive thank you, all caps, for this year. Distraction Podcast has helped me so much. Uh, so thank you and Joe. Uh, it's the gimmick battle royal. What is your gimmick? Since being a baseball fan, what's the best worst drafts? Oh, basketball fans! Like we don't know shit about baseball. Uh, so what's our gimmick for the gimmick battle royal, Joseph? Like, like if we, we make one for ourselves. Yeah, isn't it just BPW? Or we? I guess we're our gimmick that we're coming up with. So I would be. You know what? I loved it so much when in war games they come in with the cricket bats. I was like, that's so funny, <laughs> and I leapt up and down. Well, I would be Joseph James. British snob who plays cricket with the gimmick weapon. I would wear the uh, the cricket like knee pads deals, mm-hmm. and they would be loaded. Would be my gimmick weapon. No need for the bat, brother. <laughs> um, I have no idea what my gimmick would be. I've never. I'm, really... you, Jeremy. I'm quite concerned by how confidently I answered that question. I was very quick on that, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, like you you had this whole thing planned out. I I have not put any thought into this ever. <laughs> like. It's not great, Spice. It doesn't reflect on me well, but I think you've got the normal response here. Hmm. What can we do for you? Jordan? I'd be a street guy, Joseph. No need to wear <laughs> ring gear, then. No, I wouldn't want to wear ring gear. Come out my Russell Westbrook jersey and some gym shorts, and, and just that, that would be my gimmick. I would just be Russell Westbrook. I don't know what hey. that entails, but that would be the gimmick. As long as you don't be a play wrestler and wear actual attire for wrestling, don't do that. <laughs> Just dress up like you're not there for us, and that will not be a play wrestler. To be clear, to be clear. Uh, best and worst drafts from basketball. Oh, I have no clue. I, you know, that's not my uh, forte, unfortunately. I mean, I'm sure if we look back at history, we could go through, but we're not going to go through every single draft in history. 88 had, or 86 had Jordan and Olajuwon. I feel like it'd be pretty tough to beat that right. draft. Uh, LeBron draft, LeBron, Melo, Wade. Like, that was a pretty good draft. I'm sure there was other good players in that draft, but it's pretty tough to beat that one. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, it's not my uh, not my expertise. You're probably best channel to Google, Ron. We are not the guys for that, aren't That's JJ, not Ron. Ron too. Okay. Uh, JJ also has thought of a question for Joe. If Conor McGregor had beaten Floyd, what would the boxing scene look like? You would just have more Conor fights. To be honest, JJ, like, I think you just have Conor versus Floyd. That's first Manny, sorry. And if he beats Manny, then you'd have Conor and Canelo. I don't think... It goes beyond that. Like you'd obviously have the the general dialogue would be like, "Oh, boxers suck," which is probably not ideal for boxing. But I think that's really all that would actually happen. Honestly, like the the boxing, the sport itself is so niche now, the impact would be probably minimal, unfortunately, for better or worse. He kind of elaborates on that. He says, boxing scene a few years felt hot with the biggest heavyweights battling out, and now it feels like uh, Celebrate Boxing has taken over and regular boxing isn't – So I think he means celebrity boxing has taken over and regular boxing isn't a big deal. I think you've nailed it. I mean, that's exactly right. I just – I think um, 
Joshua versus Fury for all the heavyweight titles is very appealing to me as a Brit. My my kind of query would be, and Jeremy may be able to help on this, I don't know if Wilder losing is going to help boxing's growth in the US, is what I would probably say. I mean, Tyson Fury is a big WWE star. so Right. But like generally, my American friends like rooting for their American pals, right? And yeah. Deontay Wilder got you're pretty messed up in that So, like, I don't know. It's it's pretty big in Britain, but US boxing just feels like they'll have one big fight if it's like boxing's back and then no one cares again. I don't know. I mean, the, the most hype people were for boxing this year was Tyson and, and Roy Jones. Like, that was the, the biggest fight they could possibly do. The fucking YouTube guys did like a million buys on that shit. Uh, Paul and KSI. So, like that that's what we're into here in America, for better or worse. Mostly. It's just the celebrity boxing thing is one thing. It's just a shame that the pure boxing it fails to meet expectations so often. That's the real disappointment, right? Yeah. Um Drew says I'm doing a specific top five matches I've seen since my return to wrestling in twenty twelve on my show this Tuesday. That's probably already happened, Drew. Um it but- has. So, so this, that was December twelfth. So yeah. So I want to know what are Jeremy and Joe's top five matches from only the last decade? I don't know. Do you want me to take the lead on this one, Jeremy? Yes, please. Shit with Bri- Daniel Bryan, Bryan and Triple H, Bryan and Kofi, Usos and New Day. Those are all my favorite matches. Match of the decade, I would say, was Andrade, Jonathan Gargano. That's takeover. Yeah. Honestly, maybe my pick for best wrestling match ever. And I'm not even a big Gargano. I think that match is a masterpiece. And it has some bells and whistles with uh, Zelina and Candy. Like, I think that's a, a brilliant match. So I'll go that. I will go with Wrestle Kingdom 10, uh, Tanner and Okada, because that is the first time they did the wrist, you know, the, old, <laughs> the, the famous shot of the wrist control that Okada did for 100 yeah. matches after that. <laughs> Great symbolism for that match that he just kept doing. So there you go. I, I take that, and then I get. Then it's a bit slim. Um, trying the thing with New Japan is they have like so many quality matches that I watched after it was recommended, and that's never the way I watch pro wrestling. You're yeah. best to experience it in the moment and be like with it. So that makes it difficult for me. Um, are there any WWE matches that jump out to you? you so Kofi and Brian, you're saying right? Kofi and Brian. I mean, I still like Usos and New Day, Hell in a Cell. That's on my. That's good call. Yes, it's the Cell match that should be on there. I think for me, um, Bailey and Sasha NXT. I always like. I missed the boat on that because that was like one of those things where it was like I wasn't into it, so I just watched it sort of an exhibition. Does that make sense? Like yeah. I, I wasn't following NXT TV, so hmm, is this favorite or best? Well, that's favorite, right? Because that's what Drew did. Yeah, I think it's favorite. Favorite matches? These are top is... five matches. I don't know. Okay. What well, is some of the best ones? I would say, sort of in a more objective sense. Favorites, I would say, um, that's where I would kind of position. Like, even, here's a great one that's kind of lost, and I don't know if it's still allowed to be good or not, but uh, Roddy and O'Reilly versus Mustache Mountain at Full Sail, where they did the, the towel throwing finish. Do you remember this, Jeremy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the best, like, kind of like old school tag matches. That's one of my favorites. Honestly, anything Roddy O'Reilly is probably my favorite, my favorite match. I love that run as a team. Uh, I'm trying to think elsewhere, other promotions and such. 
It's difficult, man. Ishii's probably got matches. Ishii and Shibata have a G1 match that's like eight minutes, and it's an absolute war. And it was kind of the like one of the, the first matches of Ishii's that got famous in that style. That would probably be on there. It's very difficult, Drew. I don't know. I'm not good at the top five stuff. I, I gave you the best I could on that. Anything from like 2010? See, I'm bad with years too. What what year is 2000? What year is 2010? Like what, what mania year is like 2010? What mania was that? I think that's when Sean retired, I believe. Okay, so see, I like the the Sean and Undertaker match. So here's one for you that's a WWE match. AJ and Brock. Great yeah, match. That's, that's great. great Brock match. and Brian is great too. The revival DIY match is also great. Yes. Okay. Um, hmm, to you know what? Anything really hurt by the booking, uh, Charlotte and Sasha is like they have great matches together that were lost because they just changed the belt too much and people got tired of it. But like the street fight they had, or the yeah. falls going, they had some amazing matches, they, those were great too. Uh, anything from AEW, every AEW match, I don't know how, Joseph, but somehow every match in AEW is the best match in AEW. I'm glad you asked because there is one I would say. I think Dustin and Cody would be in my five. Yeah, that's fair. That is a tremendous match. Revolution tag was special too. If I cared more about those individuals, it would be in my favorite. I'm not sure. That would probably be on your, be on your best. Though. If you try to be really like fair and professional, I guess that would be on the best. Yeah. Omega and Okada, I feel like that's just a cliche answer you have to say. I need to rewatch those matches because when I watched them, I was just being a dick. I'd <laughs> no, like, sell the leg or something. So like, I'll rewatch them at some point. They were great, yes. All right, there you go. Anything with Tanahashi is great. Doesn't matter what he's doing. Just a great match. 100% true. Which wrestler had your favorite boots? Roderick Strong, shitty little boots. <laughs> this is from, uh, once again, Essential AB. Uh, I have I don't pay attention. Whoever has boots with the fur, I like the I like those. Anybody with boots with the fur, <laughs> okay, Flow Rider. Yeah. <laughs> um, Daniel Bryan I, I, he had boots with the fur, and he had the little shit yeah, on the side, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which is like a Bruiser Brody thing. I want to say I think it was a Brody uh, tribute. <laughs> um, Roddy Strong used to have the shitty little boots. And I saw Roddy wrestle in in Reading against the the man now known as Killian Dane who's having one hell of a run in the United States of America. And everyone said he had shit little boots, but there was one kid that did so. And Roddy was irate that this child would suggest such a thing about his boots and <laughs> mercilessly bullied the child in the most brilliant wrestling way. And then after the match, I looked over and Roddy's gimmick table, the kid was standing there getting an eight by 10 for him. And that is the beauty of pro wrestling. If you ask me, <laughs> uh, Naomi Osaka Stan says, what's your favorite Christmas wrestling memory. Slim pickings, I feel for it. I feel like if you're like the further back you go, it was a big thing, right? It was a tradition. Yeah. But in recent years, like I I think I watched the one, um, I think me and my brothers watched the the one they did live. It was a big controversy. That's probably the only one I have, to be honest. The miracle on 34th Street fight between Cesaro and somebody. I don't actually know who Cesaro wrestled, but I feel like he was in one of those things. Okay, is someone going to have one of those matches this week? And can we predict who? Um, Cesaro. And... <laughs> I noticed. Yeah, Cesaro. Boom. <laughs> miracle. I actually want to look up if Cesaro did a miracle on 34th Street fight. 
He, <laughs> he definitely did all the Halloween, you know, the trick or treat street fights. I feel. Yeah, like. yeah. Did Big E do a miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fight? Just throwing wrestlers in. Did they do it? I don't know. No, apparently not. Who did his miracle on Thirty Fourth Street fights? Randy did one with uh, Big Dave Otunga. Did he? Yes. Elias and Lashley apparently did one. That was probably recent. Yeah, 2018. That was probably very bad. Last year, it was heavy machinery against the Revival. Oh my God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, they were really thrilled about that one. John Cena and Del Rio did one. There you go. Bray Wyatt and Dean Ambrose in 2014. Wow. Who does it? Who does it this week? They got to do it, right? I think we know. I think Cesaro and Otis is the match. I, I think I'm going in a different direction. I'm going okay. Bailey and Bianca. I think they're going women's this year. Oh, that would be controversial, Jeremy. I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> I think they're going women's this year. Um, and the final one from Antoine. Jeremy, you're now in charge of OKC. Joseph, you're you're in charge of the Philly 76ers. How do y'all build a dynasty and what moves do y'all make to meet in the finals? What are we doing here, Joseph? We got to somehow build a dynasty and play in the finals every single year. Before I answer this, are you telling me we've answered every question like professionals here? Yeah. Wow. I'm in awe of how good we are at this, Jeremy. <laughs> Very simple. I walk in, I introduce myself to Ben Simmons. I say, hey, Ben, you just shook my hand with your right hand. And he says, yes. I said, so why are you shooting with your left hand, you piece of shit? And I hit him on the head like Bill Watts in 1983. I send him out to the court, shoot him with his right hand. I tie his left arm in some sort of precarious position. He shoots 40% on seven attempts a game with his right hand. We win championship. That's what I do. I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, in all seriousness, like, I think Maury's done the first step, right? He's got some shooting around them. The Tobias thing is an absolute, like, the ultimate elephant in the room for all rebuilding stuff. So I'm not sure. I would honestly just, like, stay the course and hope these draft picks hit, and that's how right. you build a dynasty. Because otherwise, like, what are you going to do? Like, yeah, I would love to trade all these first-round picks. I'd trade three first-round picks for Kevin Durant, and then I'd trade three more first-round picks for Steph Curry, and then I'd trade Shea for, uh, I don't know, for Anthony Davis. Shea and more first-round picks for Anthony Davis, and then i trade more first-round picks for Luka, and that's how I'd build this dynasty. Fair approach to it, yeah. I think this is actually us just conceding to feel that will never happen. So it's very, very, very sad anyways. But do you think in our lifetime we ever get a Sixers Thunder final? Nope. No? Life is not that fun, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, why do that when they could just make us suffer more? Huh? Why do it? There you go. All right, fair. If it happens, it's not gonna happen. I don't see it either. <laughs> really don't. All right, Joseph, that's it. We've answered all the questions. I'm proud of us. I thought we were going to be like off the rails. I was going to have to answer them on Twitter. I may try my best to come up with an actual list for Drew because he did a full thing. It was very good, and I would like to do that. So I may try and do that at some point. But if not, you get what you got, which is like 15 matches just thrown at you in some <laughs> random order. So this was fun. I enjoyed it. All right, everybody. We'll be back on Tuesday. We have no idea what we're doing. If you listen to the Tuesday program, maybe we had more of a clue of what we're doing next week. And then Thursday, I think we're doing a year-in show with our, our buddy Andrew Thompson. So we will hopefully have more details on that on the Tuesday show as well. But listen to the Tuesday show. That's when we have all the details for what we're doing next week. Until then, 
genuinely hope everyone has a Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Thank you guys for all your support over this past year. This was, I mean, by the time this airs three days, this is going to air on the 24th. So three days a year ago, I messaged you in a very high state and said, Joseph, let's do a podcast together. 45 minutes in and out, leave them wanting more. (laughs) And now we're doing two actual shows a week, video game streams. We're starting a Twitch where we're just going to do NBA watch alongs. So it's amazing what the show and what this has become a a year since I I sent that message to you. I don't think either of us ever realized how apt the title of this podcast proved to be, right? (laughs) This was initially supposed to be a way, like, you know, distraction for us producing this. And ideally we could distract other people. We didn't realize that everyone was going to need the ultimate distraction this year. We all need distractions every term we need them. So if we've done that for anyone, it's been fun. Um, I hope everyone has a good Christmas. Grins wide. Gets cool Uso collages like I did once. Um, I assume all of you have sent gifts to me that will get here very soon. I, I can only guess. Time is, time's running close here. So I only assume 20 of them going to be outside my door at some point. But if not, uh, please continue to just sort of support feels like the wrong word because this isn't a good show. Sort of just watch it, sort of, you know, share everyone's time, like it maybe. Maybe lie like to it. us, tell us it's good, you know, yeah, tell, exactly. us, tell us we're really helpful. We appreciate the line. That's, that's all we need. Just need fake support. And like, oh, we'll pretend to like these guys. That does me. I don't need you to actually watch the show. Just just compliment me. That's all I need. That's all the ego need. So, yes, Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas, everybody. We'll be back next week talking more stuff. I don't know. Watch the Tuesday show. Watch the Christmas special, the, the Fightful Christmas stream. But, again, happy holidays, everyone. And thank you guys so much for the support over the last year. We'll talk to everybody later on. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.